episode of Arsenio's ESL Podcast. And man, I am so grateful for this one. Again, if you guys are watching this on my Instagram, you guys get this firsthand. If you're listening to this on podcast, you might not get this until next month. Next month being May. Um, if you're watching this on Facebook, you might get this anywhere between two and seven days after. So again, if you guys really want all this TOEFL material, okay, today we're going to be covering IBT rating, by the way, okay? We're going to be doing a little talking about the Earth's age. There we go. That's our topic today. But nonetheless, make sure you follow me on my Instagram page, and we'll be going from there, and I'll be posting everything so we can communicate with each other and have that type of community, okay? And as well as Clubhouse, we'll be debuting at the end of this month. So if you guys are interested in TOEFL speaking, getting in a room along with me, getting some questions thrown at you in about a one-hour chat every week, boy, you guys better hurry up and get in touch with me, all right? So say, I'm interested in Clubhouse, I'm really excited about it, and go from there. But nonetheless, here we go, guys. What I'm gonna be doing is sharing my screen as usual, and again, the topic today is the Earth's age. This one's going to be a little tricky. I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to break down the questions for you so that you can use these breakdown type of techniques going into your test, obviously. I could just go forth and tell you the answer, but that's not going to help you. Telling anyone the answer to anything is not going to help them in any part of life. You need to understand the process so that you can establish that inner coach and so that you can get that score, okay? That's the goal. So, with that being said, people, let's get into this. We got 10 questions. Again, if you guys are interested uh, in seeing the answers, this is all on my blog, thearseneobuckshow.com, the entire test. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, you could stop it right now. And you could go over there to my The Arsenio Buck Show, uh, you know, what is it, page? You could take it. Then you could come back and watch the video. Then you could check your answers on the second page. All right? On the second page. Remember that. So, again, in saying that, we're getting into the first question. According to paragraph two, James Hutton was the first person to do what? So, to work out standards of the dynamic saving of silt understand that geologic processes occur in repeating cycles, show the power of Earth's warm inner core, if that makes Earth's inner warm inner core, yeah, okay, that makes sense, or comprehend pieces of information to Earth's history through the stone record. So this could be a little bit tricky, but again, what was he the first person to do? That's what we need to find, and we know exactly where we're going to find it. So we're going to go to the second paragraph, and you're going to find his name, which is in the third sentence. It says, James Hutton, 1726 hyphen 1797, okay, 71 years of living, who was the first to learn, okay, we know the answer is following this. You ready for this? First to learn that geologic processes recur naturally, a key insight. So let's go back down to the answers. Again, work out standards of the dynamic saving of silt? No. Understand that geologic processes occur in repeating cycles? Obviously, yes. So I gave you that first answer. In saying that, what did you learn with me giving you that answer in this question? Well, paragraph two, you go straight to paragraph two. Second, go straight for the name where it was first mentioned, James Hutton. 
You don't have to read the entire paragraph to understand it, okay? That's gonna confuse the hell out of you even more. I'm literally taking an IELTS technique and applying it to the TOEFL IBT as most academic tests. You can do this, all right? And then James Hutton, you have the relative pronoun who, and it goes straight into the explanation in regards to what was he the first person to do? What did he do? That's how you do it, people. So, give yourself a pat on the back. Going into number two, which of the following best expresses the essential information highlighted in the sentence, which you guys see, obviously, in red? All right, now remember, incorrect answer choices change the meaning in important ways or leave out essential information. So basically, we're looking for a huge paraphrase here. And this could be very tricky for a lot of you out there. And I know I've had some followers from Brazil, Egypt, and other places who were telling me about these specific types of questions. And I said, okay, well, let's get into this. So let's get the essential information in this highlighted red and pin this up with one of the bullet points down below. All right, so it says here, and in red, and for all my ESL podcasters out there, obviously, and I'm going to hurry up and make sure if I can share something, if that makes any sense. All right, so here we go. With the further assumption that geologic processes, okay, were generally no more or less vigorous, understand that, no more or less vigorous than they are today. Hutton's examination of sedimentary layers led him to the realization that Earth's history must be colossal, meaning massive. That geologic time is an abyss and human history a speck by comparison. Got it? So what we're going to be doing here, this is going to be, a, like I said, it's going to be a little bit tricky, but we're going to go through with this. I'm going to read these out. We're going to go from there. So. Bullet point number one, Hutton understood that if these geologic procedures have dependably happened at about the same rate as they do today, Earth's history is tremendously long compared to mankind's. All right. Second bullet point, Hutton's idea revealed vast knowledge by bringing together numerous individual questions and ideas into a theoretical picture of Earth's history. C. Hutton's examination of aggregate layers caused him to infer that geological processes have been by and large the same as they are today throughout Earth's long history. Key piece of information is missing out in that bullet point. Let's continue. And the last one. Hutton's examination of classic, or I'm sorry, plastic layers resulted in a breakthrough. And his decisions about geologic procedures are among the most noteworthy in mankind's history. Now, in saying that, it's not about understanding it, people. It's about taking that paraphrase, which you see above, and literally putting that in with what we have down below, okay? Now, D would be great if it was like after okay, after this specific sentence, but we're literally trying to find a paraphrase that best expresses the essential information. Now, remember, in the first part of the sentence, it says geologic processes, 
generally no more or, le or less vigorous than they are today. And the next part, realization that Earth's history must be colossal. Geologic time is an abyss. Human history is small in comparison. Okay? So we're looking for two parts that kind of paraphrase exactly what I just said. Okay? And the longest, oh, I'm sorry, and the two that I came up with was A and C. A, it says, Hutton understood that if these geological proce geologic procedures, so geologic processes, have dependently happened at about the same rate, no more or less, as they do today. That's a perfect paraphrase. Earth's history is tremendously long compared to mankind's. So Earth's history must be colossal. And if you look at the second sentence, that geologic time is an abyss and human history is a speck in comparison. Earth's history, tremendously long compared to mankind's, meaning human history. Are you going to go with A? Okay, so type your, uh, what is it? Type your answer in the comment section on my IGTV and let me know, are you going with A or are you going to go with C? C being Hutton's examination of aggregate layers. Now, the thing is, I don't really see layers, although, of course, sedimentary and, like I said, his examination, examination of sedimentary layers, aggregate layers caused him to infer that geological processes, going back up to the top in the first sentence, have been by and large, no more or less, does that have the same meaning? The same as they are today throughout Earth's long history. And like I said, probably about three minutes ago, you'll have to go back and check it out. But are you gonna go with A? or C, and tell me why you're going to go with it. And in even doing this question, you should officially know how to understand these questions by me breaking it down. This has to match this in a paraphrase. This has to match this in a paraphrase. If there's one piece of key information in this one being an adjective that's missing, that answer is gone. Got it? So that is a perfect number two. Going into number three now. All right, so as indicated by passage four, what happened when geologists at the turn of the 20th century attempted to gauge Earth's age? Okay, now remember, geologists, 20th century, attempted to gauge Earth's age. All right, passage four, paragraph four, not exactly sure why it says passage four, but let's look at this. After Hutton, many geologists tried to determine rates of sedimentation so as to estimate the age of Earth. Now we're looking for the result, okay? Now, by total length of sedimentary or a stratigraphic record, the numbers estimated for the age of Earth at the turn of the 20th century were 100 million to 400 million years. So the result being these numbers underestimated the actual age by factors of 10 to 50 because much of the sedimentary record is missing in various locations, okay? And because there is a long sequence that it is older than half a billion, that is far less well-defined in terms of fossils and less preserved. So what does that mean? Well, they made a prediction and guess what? 
it's older than half a billion. That's basically what it's saying. Don't get confused with all these comp the comparatives. Far less well-defined. We don't give a damn about your less well-preserved either. Okay, you can't confuse us. The numbers, they predicted this, but it ended up being this. That is the answer. So, going into, excuse me, the answers. It says here, in number three, answers. A, they regarded Hutton's discovery about rates of sedimentation, and by doing so, their calculations were off by a factor of 10 to 50. That's number one. Number two, utilizing this sedimentary record, they were able to figure out Earth's proper age within 100 million to 400 million years, okay? Next, they didn't realize that a great part of the sedimentary record is missing, and in this way, believe that Earth was substantially younger than in reality. Damn, I got so excited when I read that. Shoot. They didn't effectively ascertain the rates of sedimentation, which caused them to incorrectly presume that the age of the Earth it's considerably younger than it ought to be. <sighs> Guys, let's go back up one more time. Don't get confused. Please don't get confused, people. Because this is what its goal is. This TOEFL exam is. Now, we got the whole world. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite songs. Let's continue. So what we have here, we have this paragraph, okay? What they estimated. Now, they compared two different periods, sedimentary, stratigraphic. The numbers estimated for the age of Earth at the turn of the 20th century were 100 to 400 million. But they were underestimated the actual age by factors of 10 to 50. Sedimentary record is missing. Now, back to it. Now, discoveries about rates of sedimentation and by doing so, their calculations were off by... Now, again, that, that information is a little bit weird. So if you look at it, they disregarded Hutton's discoveries. No, they didn't disregard about rates of sedimentation. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. And their calculations were off by 10 to 50. Now, that part may be true, but that first part, nobody disregarded Hutton's discoveries. So A is gone because there's no disregarding, right? So we got B, C, and D. Now, utilize it as sedimentary record, but you can't utilize something that's missing. Let's go. They were able to figure out Earth's proper age within a hundred. Get that. That is just dumb, right? Because why? They were able to figure out Earth's proper age within a hundred million dollars. No, they didn't figure it out. They predicted it to begin with. They didn't figure it out. And that's wrong because they didn't, they didn't figure out the proper age. That's not the proper age of Earth. It's more than half a billion. Got it? So, half a billion mean, meaning 500 million years. Now, the second one, I'm sorry, C. So we got C and D left. They didn't realize that a great part of the sedimentary record is missing. And in this way, believe that Earth was substantially younger than in its reality. If you chose C, C is the goddamn answer. Why? Well, the sedimentary record was missing. That's what it said. That's what I was looking for. Now, they, they were talking about sedimentation and rates of sedimentation. No, utilizing the sedimentary record, how can you utilize something that's missing? A, B, get the hell out of here. 
So that you got C. Sedimentary record is missing. And in this way, they believed it to be 100 to 400 million years. But in reality, it was more than half a billion. That's how you understand information, people. Let's look at the last one. They didn't effectively ascertain the rates of set. No, they did. They did ascertain. See, they tried putting in these big words to throw you off. They did ascertain the rates of sedimentation. And they, uh, them to incorrectly presume that the age is considerably younger than it ought to be. No, 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 no. They had the rates of sedimentation, as it was said in the paragraph above. They made an estimate. They had the rates. It's not like they didn't effectively do it. It had, it, it, there's no such thing. I'm sorry. If I go back up to the paragraph, which you guys will be able to do, you will see that there is no mention of they didn't effectively realize. I'm sorry. They didn't effectively ascertain whatever it may be. They didn't realize, yes. They didn't effectively use something in the rates of sedimentation? Absolutely not. Bob's your uncle. Meaning we're done going into number four. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break these videos up into two. That's what I'm going to do for you guys, okay, on my IGTV page. Now, for everyone else, I'm probably not going to put the second half of this on my podcast. Because if I put the second half of this on my podcast, uh, you guys are probably going to be really, really confused. So that is the sneak peek of listening and following me on different platforms. Make sure you follow me on my IGTV page, the exact same name of my podcast, or Cineo's ESL Podcast. You can find it on IG very, very easily. So the second part will be exclusively on there, not on Facebook, not on YouTube and not on my podcast. It will be on there and on there only. All right? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to top off number four and number five, and then we'll be going into the second part in the next one. I don't want to oversaturate you guys with so much information, all right? So what we have to do, the word defective, this is going to be a little bit difficult, but again, let's look at it. It's underlined. It's geared. What does the word defective mean or in closest meaning to? I'm going to read it out for you vocabulary geniuses out there. Broken, late, unspecific, incorrect. All right. Now, what we're going to do, go up. Let's read the sentence and see if we can understand it without knowing what defective is. So, I'll read the sentence for you guys. A variety of other methods used to estimate the Earth's age fell short and could be seen as defective determinations, it fell short. That is your, is that a phrasal verb? Yeah, phrasal verb. It fell short. What does fell short mean? That means it didn't work. So if you guys go to number four, which is in closest meaning to it didn't work? Broken, late, unspecific, incorrect. We could take out B and C, late and unspecific. It didn't work. They don't correlate. So is it broken or is it incorrect? This is what you could do in terms of reading the sentence and see, okay, there's got to be something that, like, that correlates with this vocabulary term. That's what I just did. I was able to break it down. If you understand what fell short meant, fell, like, ugh, fell, that means something, it didn't work. Like, you fell, right? And what happens... And I'm going to give you an even bigger clue right now. If you drop a glass on cement, what happens? What's the verb? Boom. That's your answer. You see what I mean? Fell and short. That means it didn't work. So if you don't know what fell short meant, 
see if you could break down each individual word and say, okay, fell short. So if I threw something and it fell short, that means it didn't work. And there, or if, uh, if we do this with a machine and it didn't work, that means it's defective and defective ultimately mean that it, see what I mean? It is, hmm. All right, so <sighs> with that being said, let's go into number five, baby. For what reason is gravitational contraction used in the entry? Now, this is a little, uh, this is a little crazy because again, gravitational contraction, we're going to have to use, well, again, we're gonna have to find out where it is. And then from there, we'll be able to make a determination. So it says here, to demonstrate, to give, to refer, to clarify. To demonstrate that inquiries concerning the sun's vitality, to give proof, uh, no, to give proof, I don't know why it says proof, that Hutton's thoughts prompted as in material science to refer to a strategy for assessing the age or to clarify why there is such a lot of vit vitality spilling out of the sun. That actually sounds really, really stupid, by the way. But again, what we're gonna do it's it's like I said, it's just it just all sounds a little bit weird, but let's let's go back up to it. We gotta find out where gravitation again, what was that? Gravitational what? I keep thinking gravitational pull. Well, contraction. Yeah, whatever. Okay, gravitational contraction. We need to find out exactly where that is. So what you're gonna do, you're going to have to scan. And because the previous question, okay. The previous question was number four, and it was in paragraph five. You're going to continue looking further down, and there you should be able to find, and it will be highlighted on your test, the underlying word or phrase, such as gravitational contraction, which is underlined right here. Now, what I'm going to tell you is that entire sentence. You should be able to make, uh, let's just say, you'll be able to make a, a wise decision to what the answer may be. So the sentence reads, the age of the sun, based on the sun's energy coming from gravitational contraction, was discovered by two physicists in the 19th century. Now, all right, the age of the sun, based on the sun's energy coming from gravitational, that's all we got, right? Now, what we have to do is look at the next sentence. Due to the force of gravity, the compression resulted in an object's collapse must release energy. All right, if we can't find the information there, we're gonna go into the second part. And it says, German philosopher, I'm not gonna, okay, Immanuel Kant, recognized that chemical reactions could not supply the tremendous amount of energy flowing from the sun for more than about a millennium. All right, so if we look at this, this is gonna be a little bit hard. If I go back to demonstrate that inquiries concerning the sun's vitality source were as intriguing, as intriguing to early researchers as inquiries regarding Earth's age, that's A. B, to give proof that Hutton's thoughts prompted as in material science, as stargazing and also in geography, Absolutely not. That is so stupid. Okay, so B is gone. C, to refer to a strategy for assessing the age of the sun that was utilized to decide Earth's age. 
and obviously I took out D. So you have A and you have C for number five. Write that in the comment section. All right. So for those of you who are watching me and have watched me, I really, really hope that this has helped you. Okay. If you guys have any questions, let me know. The second part of the video or of this video will be coming up soon. Okay. So just stay tuned. And again, if you guys are interested in writing or you want some of this more exclusive content, if you're looking for online coaching or a membership, because you're going to take the test in like next month or in the month of June, July, you know how to get in touch with me. Okay. I've already said this a number of different times. With that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast video, whatever it may be. I'll be back for more and you better stay tuned for a hell of a lot more over and out.